things the way that it should be If we are really going to see Homegrown is the way that it should be What's up you lovely listeners? I'm your host Chronic from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube and I'm back with an all new episode of the Homegrown Podcast brought to you by Homegrown Cannabis Co. every single week on Wednesday. In this week's podcast, we'll be going over how to prevent bud rot and how to control fungus or fungus gnats. So be sure to ready your smoke, prep that torch, and drop that dab as we dive into some seriously delicious cannabis content. Let's begin. How to prevent bud rot. Now that's a question dozens of growers could really benefit from knowing. So in this segment, I'll be telling you all everything I know on preventing bud rot. Now for outdoor cultivation, I do have to express that there are seriously so many factors that sometimes the weather just does you no justice and can ruin some crops. What I mean by this is you could grow diesel strains that's hardy as all get out, mold resistance, just resonance like no one's business, maximize wind flow, air flow through the canopy, but if you get one full week of non-stop rainfall with high humidity, lots of cloud coverage, and minimal sun right at the end of your harvest, you could very well develop bud rot out of nowhere. So outdoor cultivation is really going to be determined by the ferocity of mother nature, that grow year, and how much rain or moisture your plants get beat up with. Bud rot can develop from necrotted biomass growing spores that eventually become viable and develop a mold that rots away the plant. This can happen from insects like caterpillars that eat away the inside of the stems or the insides of the buds. This type of bud rot is generally outdoor cultivation issues only, as most indoor growers aren't going to have caterpillars in their grow room. At least I hope they wouldn't. Now the most common form of bud rot comes from humidity and mold spores forming that cause decaying or death of your bud development in the inner stem or outer stem. This comes from stagnant spots of humidity being trapped within the bud itself or an overly humid environment with minimal light or too much heat. For example, a high humid environment with minimal light that is roughly 65 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit will breed bud rot just as effective and quickly as a plant in full blown light at 83 to 84 degrees in high humidity. Bud rot appears mainly from lack of airflow and stagnating wet spots caught within your plant that are able to develop viable spores that will infest your plant. Now once your plant gets bud rot, that section of the plant should be seriously considered to be tossed out. And one should consider maybe bud washing the rest to kill any active spores that may have transferred onto another branch, as inhaling mold spores is not ideal to one's health. The best way to prevent your harvest from being damaged by bud rot or infested with this plague is to keep adequate airflow within your grow room or wherever you're growing. Choosing an optimum fan for intaking and outtaking your air to assure that your environment has a positive pressure or surplus of air being pushed around at all times is key. Defoliation techniques like lollipopping help keep air flowing through your plant's canopy at all times. Defoliation of larger or more clumped together families really allows for any stagnant humid spots to be rid of, making sure your plant has proper airflow to every branch and bud site. If you're in a higher humid environment, making sure to have a proper size dehumidifier to keep your relative humidity in line with the proper environmental parameters is key, which the proper environment for growing cannabis is going to be 70 to 77 degrees Fahrenheit with a relative humidity of 45% to 55% and not exceeding 60% unless running positive pressure VPD or vapor pressure differentials or deficit. 
which that gets way more complex talking about pressurized atmospheres, so for almost all growers they choose to generally stay below 60% relative humidity. This ensures that the ambient humidity won't create wet spots or stagnant humid spots that can create mold. If you add some extra fans to push air around on the inside like an oscillating fan, then you're really making sure bud rot doesn't happen. One final way many growers can get bud rot is improperly drying or curing their bud. If you haven't checked out our latest episode of the Homegrown Podcast on harvesting, drying, and curing your bud, be sure to check it out. I go over the best ways to dry and cure your bud for success which will help you prevent bud rot as the cultivator. Jarring bud that has been improperly dried can release an excess of moisture within the jar and even just overnight, mold or bud rot spores can form and begin to ruin your freshly harvested crop. Be sure to dry your bud for the proper length of time. And like I go over in the other podcast, 62% two-way Bovida or Integra packs are great for storing with your bud to allow the pack to absorb any excess moisture above 62% RH. And it will expel moisture if the atmosphere drops lower than 62%, which keeps your bud at a perfect level to allow it to retain moisture, but not enough to get rotted or develop mold. Now, that's pretty much every way I know how to prevent bud rot. For outdoor cultivation, it really is dependent on mother nature, that growth cycle, as well as which strains you choose and what you do as a grower to protect your plants. Diesel, Kush, Haze, and Northern Light Crosses will be your heavier mold-resistant strains like the White Widow plants and such. So best of luck my fellow Gromies, and go ahead and pack another bowl as we take a short break with at NateHammer420 from Instagram for this next segment on fungus prevention. I want to pause for a moment to tell you about a new range of homegrown seeds and where they have come from. When Isaac Newton coined the phrase, standing on the shoulders of giants, he was talking about the amazing minds that came before him. It's a phrase that embodies the homegrown collaboration with Steve D'Angelo, Kyle Cushman, Nikki Lestretto and Swami Chaitanya. They are your giants. These legends are sharing more than just their vast amounts of knowledge. However, they also have a range of homegrown seeds we have lovingly christened cultivars with character. Each seed is a personal favorite, a specially chosen pheno selected for resilience, reliability, and ease of growth. Basically, they're more forgiving phenotypes of classic, time-honored cultivars with all of the quality. My advice? Choose their seeds, stand on their shoulders, and aim high. It's exactly what they're here for. Head over to homegrowncannabisco.com for more details. And we're back from that amazing break with at NateHammer420 from Instagram. Check out his content of behind the scenes work with Homegrown Cannabis Co. It's really cool to see. In this segment, we'll be going over fungal control and all around fungus prevention, including fungus gnats. So let's begin. Fungus is something that no grower wants to deal with. Whether it's powdery mildew, fungus gnats, or actual fungus like botrytis, which a lot of growers actually call bud rot. So for those that don't know what botrytis is, generally the spore or fungus that rots your plant away to the brown or almost gray light color is botrytis or bud rot. Now, how does a grower prevent fungus like powdery mildews or botrytis? Well, there are a few ways to prevent or treat powdery mildew. However, with fungus, there really is only prevention. Once your plant develops a fungus, it's extremely risky or dangerous to consume that part of the plant, let alone the entire plant as spores may have developed in places you have no idea. Consuming, ingesting, or inhaling mold spores can be incredibly dangerous for a person to do. So for fungus, it's all about keeping a seriously clean environment and having good airflow. However, cleanliness is seriously the key component. 
Now I know I mentioned powdery mildew and preventing or treating it, so let's talk about that before we talk about fungus prevention, as powdery mildew is fairly common and can lead to worse problems if left untreated. Neem oil can be sprayed on plants in vegetative stage to help fight against certain pests along with the formation of powdery mildew spores. Along with fungus, powdery mildew or PM can be prevented by keeping a clean environment, allowing excess airflow to be prevalent in the growth space to prevent any humid or wet spots from forming and having a stable environment which includes temperatures and humidity. If a cultivator keeps their temperatures and humidity within the proper ranges, keeps adequate airflow with proper intake and outtake fans with an oscillating fan or two in their tent, they should never really have any issues with PM forming. However, if a cultivator does acquire a PM outbreak in flower phase, then sulfur burners are the absolute best for ridding the plant of PM. Sulfur burners will kill the spores without leaving any harmful chemicals or byproducts within your developing bud structures. Plants that develop PM should also be bud washed to assure the death of all spores and clean any excess PM spores off before drying and curing. Now that you know how to prevent PM and treat it, we can talk about fungus in general and prevention. Which, by now, if you haven't figured it out, it's not rocket science. You just need to keep a clean environment. This isn't, oh, it's clean to me. No, I mean a doctor's level of cleanliness. Cleaning any spills, dirt, or excess fallen leaves. Making sure to fully break down your grow and clean your tents or items top to bottom after every harvest or run. If you're on a perpetual grow, taking a full day to move your plants out and in, cleaning each section or tent is ideal. I deep clean my tents every three months to reassure no mites, pests, fungus, or mold spores are developing in any of my tents. Along with that, if you have a job working outdoors or any jobs where you come in contact with spore, mold, mildew, or nature at all, you should always change completely out of your work clothes and even shower before entering your grow space, even if it's outdoors. And I'm talking about your grow space being outdoors, that is. Many of the growers I mentor that work in outdoor fields used to have pest or PM issues due to their clothes constantly bringing in unwanted pests or spores. This includes socks as well. So I always recommend only ever going near your plants indoor or outdoor when you are 100% clean. There really is no other way to prevent fungus aside from keeping a proper environment. Now I know I did discuss fungus gnats and talking about preventing fungus or fungus gnats in that manner. So the last way to prevent fungus or fungus gnats is doing a cover crop or using diatomaceous earth. Now keep in mind, you cannot use diatomaceous earth in flower if you plan on inhaling your flower. As if diatomaceous earth gets on top of your flower, it's very dangerous to inhale. However, you can consume food grade diatomaceous earth. So I always recommend if you have a fungus gnat outbreak and it's during flower and you can't spray neem oil, use diatomaceous earth to cover the top of your soil and be very, very careful. Generally, what I like to do is I like to pre-mix it into some topsoil that's already wet and place it on the top of my soil. This way, when it dries, the powder's not going to go flying everywhere like when if you were to apply it when it was dry. Now, that's my way of ridding fungus gnats. Along with that, keeping those yellow sticky traps in your garden is an effective, effective way. I know they might not be the most prettiest, but they work great. So that's pretty much all the best ways I can prevent fungus and fungus gnats for you lovely growers. Another natural way for fungus gnats that doesn't really work that effective compared to traps is if you're truly on a budget and you have no money and you need to get rid of some gnats, you can use dish soap, water, and sugar and create a homemade trap with that as well.
However, there really is no other way to prevent fungus aside from keeping a proper environment within your tent and enough airflow and the main thing is being clean. Dirt, dust, and water will breed more bacteria than most growers understand. So be sure to keep your environment free of these things and be cognizant if you work outside that your clothes may have unwanted pests or spores that you can't see on them. I hope you wonderful listeners have enjoyed this episode of the Homegrown Podcast. And if you have, be sure to follow along on whichever platform you're listening from so you can stay up to date with all of our latest podcasts. I'm Chronic from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube, and I'll be back every single Wednesday to teach you amazing listeners about cannabis cultivation. This podcast is brought to you by Homegrown Cannabis Co., where you can find the largest selection of top-notch cannabis seeds at www.homegrowncannabisco.com. Be sure to head over to our free forum and sign up once you've snagged your seeds so you can find help from one of the dozens of articles available on our forum or from one of the many helpful forum members or moderators available, which includes myself. Head to www.homegrowncannabisco.community and after you sign up, you're welcome to tag at chronic, that's K-R-O-N-I-C, and ask me any questions directly or simply share your garden with me. If you'd like to check out the many giveaways we do on our Facebook, like our Facebook page at Homegrown Cannabis Co. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at Homegrown World. Thanks for tuning in. Much love. Happy growing. Stay lifted. And peace.